I'm Jamie Gennaro, and this is Business for Humans. Let's talk about taking your business to a new level without the suits and without being a robot. Here, you can be yourself, you can be imperfect, you can be flawed, and you can still have raging success. So let's go. All right. Hello, everyone. This is the second episode in a series of podcasts where I interview clients, which is so fun for me because Angela and I were just talking about how our sessions, every (laughs) session could be a podcast episode. So the fact that I'm now recording is very exciting. Lots of interesting things always come out of sessions. But Angela, Kiriaku, I practiced it before. Kiriaku. That's a good try. That's a good try. <laughs> is, um, she's launching a pre-loved children's boutique, which is called Kai Amsterdam. And yes. this is a wonderful endeavor. It's been so fun working with you through this. So I want you to introduce yourself and, and talk a little bit about also where you came from. What were you doing before and what inspired this change into this career? Okay, so I'm Angela. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Jamie, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I'm launching um, this store of pre-loved clothes. Basically what I do is I, I, I dig um, all the the corners of the internet. I look everywhere to find the funkiest, coolest, uh, pre-loved pieces. Um, It takes me about six months to source and I source um, off-season. So during the summer months, I will try to find the coolest winter jackets. Um, I look for really unique and funky pieces that are hard to find in our, um, let's say, neighborhood secondhand clothes. Um, And that's sort of why it's also a boutique shop. Because I really try to find these sort of like little pre-loved treasures. Um, and yeah, for now it's for kids, but we'll see where that goes. Um, you asked me about background. So I think um, like many of your clients, I have a corporate background, also like yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, working at a big company, sort of uh, middle management tech and it wasn't uh, yeah it was great for a while and I learned so much but I was really eager to put that in practice and do something that would be a little bit more fulfilling to me personally and so after taking a break from that job for a couple of years trying to figure out and what to do and where to apply myself and what would be my direction um, I started forming a little bit of a of an idea what it could be. Um, it, it really came to me after I had my baby because um, I enjoyed shopping for him so much. So I was like, oh, we should do something with that. And yeah, and then faith and internet brought us together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And that was the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I think what's what's really fun about your journey too is that I work with people a lot who want to make this leap into entrepreneurship. And a lot of times they're just not sure what that means. Like they have this inkling, I think I would be good at running my own business, but I don't know what kind of business that would be. And I love how you 
never really question question this for you, right? You'd never run a shop before. You'd never really done something. I mean, obviously your background contributes to the skills you need to be able to do this, but but never was there a moment where you're like, is this the right thing? You <laughs> always had this really bigger than life vision of what this business was going to be. And <laughs> It doesn't always look like that as you start to implement, but there was never a question. And I just loved that part of your journey too, that you you didn't necessarily come from this space. And a lot of people get so caught up in the fear of that. Like, well, how do I know that this is the right thing to do? How do I know if this is the the passion and this is the purpose and this is that one thing that I should pursue? So how did you muster up that courage to to choose this and stick with it when there were moments when you thought, oh, I don't know, is this the right direction? What made you stick with it? I think it's funny because if you remember when I first contacted you, I was going to start a business with a friend of mine and we didn't even know what we were going to do, but we just, we were like, we're going to start a business and we need you to help us. And, you know, can you help us make it happen? And then we were going to set up a brainstorming because you were like, okay, let's see, you know, let's give this a try, see where it takes us. And, and then after actually moving forward with it and saying, okay, let's set up a brainstorm, both me and my friend were like, wait a minute, because I really want to do this. And like you, she really wants to do that. And we were not really willing to negotiate on like, hey, can we find something that is important on both? So I think that actually my commitment to my idea came from the idea of having to give it up mm. to work with someone else. So then I was like, wait, I want to do this. I don't want to do something that looks like it or is kind of like this. I want to do this. So yeah, it just, it started from something else. And then I was like, whoa. And that's sort of where it came from. Amazing. And it happened quickly because I do remember those series of emails where we were even looking for a date. And then you were like, nope, never mind. It was almost (laughs) just a couple of weeks. And you said, no, I have that idea that I want to go with. This is the direction. And and I think that says a lot also to your, your ability to make a decision quickly. Right. And you've had to make a series of decisions as you've gone forward in this business. And you also don't get stuck in that spiral of, is this the right decision? Is this the right decision? You're like, done. I made the decision yes. and now I'm committed yeah. to yes. that decision. But I think yes. it's it's interesting to look at coaching as you know a, a tool in that process because I love that as soon as coaching became this thing that you might need to invest time and energy and money into, all of a sudden you said, okay, Knowing I'm going to have to invest in something, I'm not going to waste my time doing something that my heart is not in and that I don't feel really compelled to do. So that it felt like a trigger for you. And then you're like, I'm committed because I'm going on a journey and this is where I want to be. Yes. Yes, definitely. And the self-doubt, I mean, it's like the, the biggest thing in my experience when you start a business, the biggest thing you have to deal with is the self-doubt. It will creep in everywhere and always when you least expect it and um, to make you second guess everything. 
Um, I operate in this way. I sort of make quick decisions um, with not a very high uh, threshold of certainty, but I have to reach a certain threshold and then I'll just make it and I'll make it quick and I'll commit to it and then I'll just troubleshoot. Um, because it's, yeah, I mean, I didn't even know I was like that. I think I realized that working with you because I think that's also part of it. You start to understand how your brain works and how you operate. And then in some ways, this has served me well because I'm able to move fast and sort of commit to things, like you said, and then just keep going. Um, but it's obviously not always the, the, <laughs> the best way to go. But yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, and I think it's a strength. We've definitely talked about it a lot, but I think as an entrepreneur, it's a strength because yeah. particularly when you have a team, if you are not committed to those decisions, you can't get a team behind those decisions. Even yes. if you feel 90% and not 100%, you can push yourself through that extra 10% by just filling it with the commitment that you have. Like, and, and the belief that whatever decision I make is eventually going to get me where I need to go. So it's the not making a decision that actually slows you down more than making a potentially wrong decision, or I don't really even think there are wrong decisions, but just making a decision that maybe takes you slightly in a different direction or slightly off the path for a second. It's still moving forward. It's still taking you yeah. somewhere. So I've yes. always loved that about you that as an entrepreneur, I just think it serves you because you're, you just drive forward. You're like, done, 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 done. done. I'm just going <laughs> to let those decisions stop me. I'm just yeah. going to keep, keep going. And then what's great is that you learn, like you, you put a decision out there and then you learn from that decision. And then you take those learnings to the next one, Yeah, which is, which is, you know, really served you in deciding what types of products you want to put forward who your audience is. I think through every step of that process, you were able to sort of test and trial because you would just make a decision yeah, instead of waver or let the yes. fear stop you. Yes. I told myself when I started this that, you know, like the idea that you're going to come up with a business and it's going to be a huge success might not happen, you know, because you have to be realistic um, and you have to look at the rates of a success in, in your first businesses. And um, I don't want to be a downer, but you know, it, it might not happen, but that doesn't mean that your second business is not going to be a success. You need that first business to get to a successful place in whatever way success looks like to you. You don't have to be Scrooge McDuck. Um, <laughs> so I told myself that, Hey, you know, even if this is not it, I have to do it because my second business might be the one that really makes it and, you know, makes me a happy founder of uh, whatever the second one's going to be. And um, it could be, this could be it, or it could be the stepping stone to something else. So don't be afraid to fail. This is just part of the process. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And when you came to me, when you, when you were considering coaching and you decided to hire a coach, was there anything that you knew at that moment that was sort of standing in your way? Any old beliefs or things that you felt like, okay, maybe a coach can help me solve for this? Do you remember like having any or seeing any old beliefs kind of pop up in the first 
kind of sessions that we had together? I think one of the most revealing things for me, because I'm like a very go, go, go. And I come from a corporate environment where it's like, improve yourself so you can go faster. And it's always faster, better, faster, better. And one of the most revealing things which came up early, I think, even in the first time we talked, you were like, hey, you know, I, um, you speak of like um, having progress and having a pace, but don't like overextend yourself. So I think you gave me a good, um, a good direction as to what pace, pacing yourself and what um, success could mean in a way that is not go, 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 work 24 hours a day to make it. And that is not like sort of this like grind, grind kind of mentality. Um, so I think that was definitely something that is very foundational about what I'm doing now, but it's something that you breathed into me. I just, I didn't really have that uh, notion. Yeah, I love um, that you brought that up. That's big because it is a foundational piece when you when you come from that kind of environment. Absolutely. Yes. You approach your work then from that standpoint of, I've seen clients actually sit down for eight hours a day in front of their computer, not with a plan, but just because they came from a corporate environment and in, through the transition, they thought, well, in order for me to feel productive, I need to sit in front of the computer for eight hours a day which yes. is so interesting, right? Like that feels productive to them because that's what they've been told to do their whole career. So now when they're on their own, they're like, well, this is what you do. Like if you want to be successful, you just sit successful. You just sit there without, yes. without like, it wasn't like she had tasks to complete. She really was like, well, I'll figure it out as, as long as I sit there for eight hours. So it's interesting how we do. We carry those things through into our next experiences because we've been trained for so yes. long in that space to work at this pace, which never really fit. It never really felt good even then, but yes. we just think that's the only way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was, um, I don't remember your words exactly, but I think you were saying that when you feel like that, when you feel like you have to grind, go, 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 take a nap. <laughs> which I thought was so funny. And it was, it's also so memorable because I still remember it, you know? So whenever I feel like, oh my God, I got to do, 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 do. And then I'm like, or take a nap. And then when you wake up, <laughs> see if you still have to do all these 100,000 pieces. Um, so of course, it's like, you have to challenge yourself. I'm like, what am I doing <laughs> in the past hour? Uh, but also like, okay, um, do I need to be moving that fast? And if you're the founder, it's just you. If you, you know, if you can't take it anymore, you get too tired or too extended, then that's the whole business down. There's no one else to step in. So it becomes even more, I mean, if not for just for yourself, also for a business reason, you have yes. to take care of the founder. Yes, um, 100%. And that's why it's such yeah. a foundational piece because then you also start to see What's the priority? Because yes. you can't work 10, 12 hours a day. And there's a lot to get done when you're by yourself. So you have to start prioritizing. And there's something that's, that I remember really clearly too from the, from the beginning was your spreadsheet, your inventory. 
right? <laughs> and you, now. <laughs> you had created without really realizing it, but subconsciously you created like three different versions of the, <laughs> of the spreadsheet in different places, because there was a part of your brain that was like, this is an important piece. And it was also like busy work. Yeah. Right. And it was yes. also something you were kind of putting off. So you were not prioritizing it. So every time you pick it up again, you'd forget that you had another version in another place. And I yes. think that's just one of those telling things of you are in this mode of, I just need to do something. I'm not going to take the time to look and see if I already started that process, but I'm just going to yeah. like, I need to go. I need to do it. I need to just get it done. It's been in my head. And, and I think that's one of those moments where it's like, just take a breath. There's no rush. Let's just see if maybe there's a better way to do it. And then you came up with a better way. Yeah. And you built a tool to kind of help you automate the inventory process. Yes. Genius. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a very important one. It's also hard uh, as like a, an entrepreneur or a founder of your own business um, to zoom in and out of things constantly because you have to deal with small details. Oh, I have to buy a POS machine. But then you also have to be like, oh, and I have to figure out the pricing. So you're always zooming in and out and in and out. And um, yeah, talking about social media, but also it's just so much to it that you can get very convoluted very very fast and lose track of what you should be working on and yeah yes it's very easy to get lost and you um I try to really challenge that um constantly and not to fall into the trap like you said with the excel sheet this is my happy place is in in an excel sheet and so I always try to think like okay are we are we playing around here or you know is this where I should be and um, spending my time or am I just having fun which is also fine you can have excel fun if you want but just be conscious <laughs> on hey <laughs> yes this yes. is fun <laughs> yes exactly and I, I I think this is great because actually my coach just gave me the homework of stop looking at your Excel sheet. <laughs> Literally last week, she said, I think it's good. It's important to keep track of your business. I have this very extensive cash flow spreadsheet that auto it's automated and all these things. And I get in there pretty regularly. She was like, I think you need to see if you could go a whole week without looking at that spreadsheet. And it's really hard for me because it is my happy please. It's it's one yeah. of those places that you can go in your business where you feel safe, right? Yes. If this is and and this is probably the opposite for a lot of people. A lot of people are like Excel, that's 100% the place where I don't feel safe. Right. But we all have those places and it's easy to get stuck there and to get distracted to just distract you from the vision of being an entrepreneur, right? Yes. It's yes. a very important place to stay in to always pull back and stay in that big vision and yes you know, again, you can go to those places and find some safety there, but know when you're getting stuck, know when you're getting pulled in and that you're staying there to procrastinate against something that you don't know how to do, right? Because most of the job of an entrepreneur and, and a CEO is unknown. We're kind of yeah. making it up as we go along. And there's a lot of fear in that too. Of, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing next. Like what is a CEO in a, you know, a boutique pre-loved, children's clothing business, like what is my day-to-day -day role supposed to be? And <laughs> you need to stay high level to be able to create that for yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think um, sometimes you're you're so deep into something, it's really hard to pull yourself back. So for me, it's like, I feel like at different moments in time where I feel like there's something here that I need to figure out, like, or there's just something here that doesn't add up. And I don't know, I operate in this way a lot. I have this sort of like um, hunches about where I should go. I try to listen to some sort of inner voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's times where I feel like something's not adding up. Something's, I'm not on the right path. Something's off. And then in those moments, I try to turn towards the body and just leave the brain. Um, because the brain just just gets stuck, like you said. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets stuck in things. And then um, I try to shift my attention, you know, um, go have a massage, go have a swim, just do something that will just put your body in a different um, state. And then usually my mind just also um, switches into new ideas. So especially for strategic stuff, I always try to do that. And I've had my best uh, ideas, like having a massage or swimming or something like that. It's so great that you brought this up because I think this is something that I end up coaching leaders on the most, which is this idea that if you push and you push and you push, you're going to create the thing that you need to create. Right. So there's this idea that like, I need to make something or I need to make money. I need to produce something. So I'm just going to keep pushing, pushing. And it's really hard to remind those people that actually the best thing you can do for your business and your revenue and your ideation is to stop. Yeah. It's the hardest thing to convince leaders who have all the responsibility of payroll and big teams and big decisions. It's the hardest thing to get them to do. And you have it, right? This is why as an entrepreneur, it's one of those first things that you have to do and add into your daily routine and your, you know, sort of strategic way you're running your business is this Thing, which most people would think, well, that's not it. T- getting a massage or going for a swim. That's not important to your business. It is one of the most important things yeah. to your business. You can't yes. swim all day. That's all we're yes. saying. Can't swim all day and think your business yeah. is going to run itself. <laughs> but you have to, to your point, like when you start to feel stuck or you start to feel like you're kind of banging your head against the wall or something doesn't feel quite right. Just stop. Just stop. Yeah. Yes. Don't think that you're going to push through and find a solution by pushing, pushing, pushing. You need to like receive. You need to yes. receive an answer. Let yourself be yeah. in the receiving mode and not in the the driving mode all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, I mean, the body and the brain, the the mind, and they work together. So, you know, sometimes your body will help your mind and sometimes your mind just needs a little break. And yeah, I mean, you have to take care of both and uh, both yeah. together, they work very well, but you can't uh, solve everything uh, on a brain level. It's it's not how people work. Yes. Um, it's been a very painful uh, lesson for me, but I have learned it. Um, and I think once you start applying it, I hope, I mean, it, it really works for me. So now I'm like, oh, I got some of my best ideas, really taking a break from brainy business thinking. And so now whenever I I see an opportunity, I'll take it. I'll say, you know what, today I'll take the day off and I'll do other things. And and this actually, yeah, produces a lot of uh, very good uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> work decisions, actually. Yes. And there's yeah. a trust that you have to have in yourself and your business to be able to do that too, right? Like you have to trust yourself. You have to trust your own instincts. You have to trust that inner voice. Yeah. And if you're someone who's turned that inner voice down so low that you can't tap into it anymore because you've been pushing so hard your whole life, then you need to take a longer break, right? You need this is when you really need to just detox and disconnect and turn off all electronics and give yourself a moment to be in that receiving mode because if you've turned that inner voice down, you don't you're not going to be able to hear it when it starts yes trying to tell you something or give you an idea or open something up. And, and I love that however long that journey was for you to, to get comfortable in that space that you're there now and that you can apply that to your business. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I swear I love working with you. Like it's because you have, I mean, and it's funny because you know, where you are in your business you don't see it this way, but because I work with so many people, it's like you have all the ingredients for a CEO. You have all the things that a CEO needs. You have the ability to have a big vision, but also get in the weeds and get the work done. Some people can only be high level. Some people can only be in the weeds. You have that, that way of zooming in and zooming out, which is not something that everyone has. You also have this like decision-making ability to go quickly through decisions and just trust that you're going to learn something from that decision, even if it's not exactly the right direction, you're going to get somewhere, right? There's a lot of instinct and intuition and trust and and the ability to sort of step back, take a break, take a nap when you need to, reprioritize. These are all the ingredients that make a really successful CEO and a successful leader who, who comes from that place. Because you Thank have you. like a, you have a very, I don't want to say quiet. I don't think of you as quiet, but you do have this kind of quiet confidence where you're not pushing your confidence on people either. You're just like, I trust myself. I have my own back. I don't, you're <laughs> not like pushing it on people. It doesn't come across as like egotistical in any way. Like you're not aggressive in your confidence. You're just like, why would I question it? Why would I question my inner voice? Why would I not do this thing that I feel like I should do? Why would I not make this decision? You're just like, of course I would. Of course I trust yes. myself. Which is yes. huge. Huge. Yeah. But I also think it has to do with your starting point. And, and this is just my opinion. Um, but I think you have to start from a point of positivity. So this business for me is a positive thing. And don't start a business in a desperate mode like I need this to work because you know my 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 food my shelter my water is depending on it that is a very tough mindset and of course if you're in that situation you you know you you do everything you can to pull through but if you can I would say start from a positive mindset start from like I want to you know build something great I want to do something amazing and I want to pursue a dream or a passion or something that's going to feed my soul. And, and then just keep that in mind that you're just creating something positive. Not really get into this uh, mind making, uh, oh my God, lose, gain. It's so easy to get in. Yeah, to get down on, I'm not going to make money. Is, is the, am I going to be profitable in the first year, the second year? It's just a lot. You have to always 
And yeah, go back to this idea that you had in the beginning, like, let me build something beautiful here. I mean, you know? Yes. Yes. It's about creation. I I think that's the word that you use that stands out for me. You're creating something. You're inventing and creating something. And if you're not tied to the outcome of that creation, it's a much more pleasurable process. Because you're in it for that, for the process, for the learning, for the journey. And that part is the fun part for you. And of course we are, you know, we are running businesses because we want to make money, right? That's part of the journey of making a business (laughs) is not that we're dismissing that side, but it's also, it's when you create to create, then you're again in a receiving mode. And when you're in a receiving mode, there's more opportunity for that money to flow in than when you're in scarcity and fear and worry. And then you're kind of blocking yourself from opportunity, which includes money and revenue coming in to your business. So yes. Absolutely. So much of it is the, the is the worrying. So much of it is the self doubt. Um, yeah, it's really, 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 really hard. Um, and I think that the coaching for me, I'm realizing now that it helped me have like this inner voice when things like that, you know, come up. It, it will help me answer, you know, because you get these thoughts and they're like da 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 da, and you're like, hey. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> and so I'm I not going to listen to you right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, and no, they do want to buy my product. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And it's not a waste. So I think, yeah, it's good to sort of get that, get these answers, you know, and then when the moment of self-doubt comes, just say it, you know, tell yourself like, hey, no, we're not doing this today. <laughs> yes. And and we, in coaching, we look at the brain sort of as this separate entity because it makes it less personal, right? We're not judging you when those thoughts come up. It's not about Angela. It's that you have these thoughts and your brain as this separate entity has been curating these thoughts for a long time to keep you safe and to, right. to make sure that you can survive in difficult situations. There's nothing wrong with that. It's been doing the right thing this whole time. However... It's not helping you right now with the journey you're on right now. So those voices are going to come up and it, and then where you are now, you get to have a different perspective on them and, and look at it as a separate entity. Like, Hey brain, I know what you're trying to do and I respect it, but I'm not going to listen right now because I need to move this thing forward. And if I listen to that old thought and that old belief, that's been, you know, cycling in my head for years, I'm going to stay exactly where I am. And that's not actually where I want to be right now. I want to be over here. And therefore, I need to turn that off for a minute or quiet it down or create a yeah. new thought that's going to move yeah. me forward. We, um, I practiced that a lot in my old job. We used to call it disagree and commit. Um, I was shocked when I first heard it because uh, I thought we would all have to uh, agree on everything so we can move forward. But uh, after debating, we were a big team uh, and sort of decisions were trickling down that perhaps we were not so happy with. And then our, our manager said, like, you know, at some point we have to disagree and commit. And as a people manager, the commitment had to be at a level where you could actually inspire other people as well. So um, I think that was a good practice in like, you know, even if you're not feeling it right now, or you can still 
disagree and just commit to it, you know, and my commitment to making this business is there. So even if some days I feel like, oh my God, this is going to be such a failure and, and nobody's going to want to buy this and the pricing is wrong, blah, 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 blah. I still have that commitment and I'm like, but I'm still doing it. <laughs> so what's the next step? Even if it's the, if my brain is telling me, oh, you're going the wrong way. I'm still doing it. Put one foot in front of the other and just commit. Yes. 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 So Angela, <laughs> I love this. We can talk <laughs> for hours, not yes. which we, <laughs> which we will. Yes. Um, but what, as a last question, and then I want you to share where people can find you and find more about Kai Amsterdam. If you could give advice to yourself when you were in that space where you were figuring out with your friend whether or not you wanted to run a business together, that moment and from here, what advice would you give that version of yourself? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Because I appreciate the obstacles in life and the, and the, you know, the turns and twists that life takes. So I never regret them. And, and I feel like it was, it was all useful, you know, and mm-hmm. um, even thinking about that, doing a business with her, it, you know, it took us where we needed to be. And she's actually working on what she um, actually ended up doing what she wanted. And I ended up here. So yeah, I don't know if I would have, you didn't need any advice yeah do it differently just keep going you know like listen to your heart and just keep going and take the the twists and the turns and yeah work on being um how do they call it um the opposite of fragility or resilience resilience yeah just work on your resilience and everything will be fine tell yourself every day everything will be fine it's all good (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yes. Perfect. Yes. So yeah. tell us, tell us where we can find out more about Kai Amsterdam. So our website, my website um, is kaiamsterdam.com. It's still getting built, so you won't be able to buy just yet. Um, but I think in a couple of weeks time, it should be up. We are collecting emails so we can uh, keep people up to date on our next pop-up event um, and uh, new um, uh, new stuff that's coming in. So you can still go and leave your email and you'll get notified as soon as the website is uh, working and we're taking orders. In the next couple of weeks, we'll release the first pop-up event, which will also be our launch event. And so, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, my Instagram handle is uh, Kai Amsterdam, and you'll see the logo is a cherry. <laughs> so just look for that cherry, Kai Amsterdam, and from there, uh, the information uh, is coming in. You can also DM me on Instagram if anything. Yeah. Thank you so much, Angela. It's been such a pleasure talking yeah, with you, you as usual. <laughs> And I'll put all your information in the show notes so that people can find you. Fantastic. Thank you, Jamie. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. All right. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. You've been listening to Business for Humans. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And please leave a review so that other business owners can find the show. 
Learn more at practica.consulting.com.